Hey, this is Adam from Pistols at Dawn. You are listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. Is it Brutally Delicious or Brutally yes, Delicious? Yes, it is Brutally Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really need to ask? Like... <laughs> One, two, three, four. The Brutally Delicious podcast. I mean, literally, <laughs> I showed up and the first thing I heard was, oh, it's cool, man. I get that response here in Atlanta all the time from my band. <laughs> no, ball good. bastard here just sent us a picture from his youth where he has all these, he has like these blonde, thick curls and it's it's just super hard to come to terms with. Right, because now he's... <laughs> You know, now he's got no hair. I'm sorry, Adam, but I, I know you don't either. <laughs> this is not going well. No. <laughs> Let's Lucky I got Pose yourself, damn it. Oh, it's Sweet. cool, man. Good. Welcome to the show, Adam. Sorry for the craziness in the beginning. But, um, yeah, welcome. It's great to have you. Uh, want, want to tell us a little bit good? of... Huh? He said you're good. Oh, he's frozen. I I'm sorry, I must have lost you for just a second. Oh, yeah, no worries. Frozen. No. We're good now. Excellent. No, you're still yeah, frozen. Just... He's still frozen. God damn it. Can you imagine what he thought? Hey, hey, maybe try and uh, come back in. Like, close out and come back in because you're still frozen. Oh, there hey, you are. There you are. Better? Hello, Adam. Hello. Yep. No, yeah, can, can you um? No, no, he's <clears throat> his connection is terrible. Can you um just leave Our the meeting and come back in? Yeah, try and come back in. So leave the meeting and come back in. Let me just do it with cellular. Hold on. All right. Is that better? Yeah, that's much better. All right, can you hear us? Yeah. All right, perfect. Let me see if I can hear. Yeah, is that better? Good. Yeah, much better. That works. Much better, yeah. Cool. So, thank you for joining us. Cool. And I think Marina was getting at it. For those not familiar with Pistols at Dawn, can you give us the two-sentence boardroom pitch? <laughs> two-sentence boardroom pitch. Okay. Yeah. Um we are we we've been around Do you want the pitch or do you want the history? The pitch. The pitch. The pitch. Uh, we're, one, we're one of the best new bands in America, and we plan to take over the world. How's that? That is beautiful. I love that. That was I excellent. That. Yes. yes. Screw modesty. That, that, that would be my pitch. And then, uh, obviously, there's a significant history behind 
that very confident pitch. Okay, well, <laughs> give us the history. Let's hear the history now. Uh, we were born in 2015. Uh, we started out with our original lineup, uh, went into the studio, did our first few singles, took a break with some drama that we had. Uh, before we ever got back together, one of our former members got cancer, passed away. A few years went by. I get a call from his funeral from my guitar, another guitarist that we had. He was like, hey, dude, we've got to see this through. You know, we've got to play, blah, blah, blah. We get back together in summer of 19. And, and by the January of 20, we decided to go pro full time and go all in. And uh, to make a very long story short, um, um, the pandemic hits uh, two months later after we decided to go pro, at which point I decided to put my head down and basically engage with two million people across the world, build our base, build our fan base. We put out we found a way to record in Atlanta. We found a way to do videos in Atlanta during the worst part of the pandemic. Uh, So we put out eight videos. We put out an EP. Uh, all of which fortunately was well-received across the world. And then we came out of that, worked with Sylvia Massey, did our first major album, and um, uh, we toured with Alter Bridge and Mammoth WVH across the country. We toured with Fozzy and Ugly Kid Joe, uh, na- national tour, coast-to-coast, uh, coast. and um, we are we just announced an, a UK tour with Fozzie today. We're working on our new 24 album and we've just got a bunch of different shows and basically we're nonstop. So just a little bit busy. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. That's nice. So I have a question here. <clears throat> yes. You entered the studio with a legend. Like Sylvia Massey is a legend. How intimidated were you going into a studio working with someone of that stature? Um, it, it wasn't as much, it wasn't a matter of intimidation. It was more of just, it was more of just, we knew obviously she's one of the best producers in history. So mm-hmm. it was like, it was like, will she work with us? And if she will work with us, is she going to talk to us? And if she's going to talk to us, is she really going to listen to our opinions or, you know, when you sell a hundred million albums, uh, does it go to your head? And the answer was, she's one of the coolest ladies on earth, coolest people on earth. She's totally, um, um, easy to work with. She receives anything that you want to, you know, provide as input for what you're seeking. And, um, the, one of the most validating moments in our career as a band and our career as musicians was when, uh, the great Sylvia Massey heard our demos and agreed to work with us. So that kind of put a stamp on what we were doing as letting us know we were definitely going in the right direction. Right. So did did you go to her studio or did she come to Atlanta? No, actually, um, I don't know what the I, we had actually tracked in Atlanta and uh, and in Georgia and we had done some a ton of pre-production uh here in atlanta and so we went to her to mix the album and finish it oh that's cool yeah so she she mixed it herself in uh in oregon yeah yeah it's it's amazing i i it's like a dream of every musician to work with someone like that i mean it 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 is and we were fortunate our first producer uh he was the engineer for for um 
uh, Smashing Pumpkin, Siamese Dream, amongst an, a host of other really great albums. And so we had kind of grown up working with great producers and, and uh, we had worked, I mean, we had all worked with a, a group of them. And so going to her, it was kind of like, okay, time to move up to the big dogs. And I think once she said, yes, we knew we had something, we really had something. And obviously the first three tracks that have gone to radio back to back billboard, back to back media based top 40 billboard, top 40 secondary market, top six, top 12. So, you know, it's really paid off our relationship with her. That's great. Rita. Rita? Well, I'm, I'm tempted to ask, uh, this is for something completely different kind of question <clears throat> and it has to do with your hairstyle. Uh, have you ever heard the expression that the bald head is in the solar panel for a sex machine? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard it in those words, but um, I'm, I'm good with that. I like that. <laughs> we just heard it for the first time about an hour ago. Right. Chris came in. I had to check. I had to check whether this is a, like I think. <laughs> Because it's I, not going to work in Finnish. Like, I'm unfinish. It's it, it's not going to, like, translate <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just had to check. Mm -hmm. I will definitely. <laughs> I, 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 I would agree with that statement. Whatever you just said, <laughs> yes, is the answer. <laughs> so let's talk about the, the, uh, the single then, Fly. I mean, what's been the response to it so far? I know i've been digging it we've been jamming it before we started how's what's been the actual response to it from fans and listeners i'm, I'm so happy that y'all have been enjoying it so so we uh you know we wrote it a year ago and then she produced the original version and then uh we made some changes after well make a long story short we get back from our last tour in june and our radio team we knew we we're going to put fly out we kind of have an or had an order we wanted to be one of those bands who could put out an album that had lots of tracks going to radio, not just one or two tracks. And so this is our third track at radio. And we kind of ha had an order of building up to fly. We knew fly was special. It was Sylvia's favorite, favorite track on the record. And so we knew we had a special song when we wrote it. We knew it was even more special when she validated it. And we get back from tour. I'm ready to put it to radio. Our radio team calls me and they're like, Nope, we need a radio edit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, there's too much screaming on it. Half the radio stations aren't going to play it all day. We need, you know, lots of spins. And I was like, well, <laughs> here, interesting that you say that because after tour, we made a few changes to the band. So we've got an updated lineup who would love to be on a revised radio edage. Right. So we went back into the studio very quickly over a three-day period. My new guys did. Uh, John Suktu Singh, Gabriel Cuevas, and my shredder, my unbelievable young van halen shredder will james who's one of the best guitarists in the country he he they go into the studio and in three days we have the track that you have uh we got this cool producer down in miami to do a revamp of it it's still the sylvia massey track but it's revamped with the new lineup and um fortunately the reception's been incredible and obviously we hit we hit media based top 40 yesterday we should hit billboard top 40 hopefully next week uh, secondary top 40 the last two weeks and um, you know it, it's it's if you like that then you like pistols at dawn you know what i mean like that's the direction we're going in um it's uni it's universal rock music is kind of how i would describe it universal radio rock music 
um, which is why we're going to Europe next year. And, um, you know, more to come in our 2014 album. Yeah. 2014? So you kind of, you kind of wanted, wanted it to be timeless. Am I, am I getting this correctly? Like, yes. you know, you, you, you want people like in 40 years, look up, look back at you, like you're Led Zeppelin and like, you know, that you, you make these classics and they're going to just stand the test of time. You yep. said that you're coming to Europe. Whereabouts here? Yeah, we're doing uh, three countries. We're doing the UK. So we're doing uh, England, Scotland, and Wales. And um, we're doing, I think, 10, 11, 10 or 11 cities in 12 days, something like that. We announced it today. It's on our website. It's on our Facebook page. If you go there now, you can see the different dates. And... Um, uh, we're stoked. You know, we, we, we always wanted to be a big international rock band. And um, this is our first time crossing the pond. And it's in February. It's with Fozzie and, and a band called The Hot Dam. Um, and Fozzie is, we did the whole United States with Fozzie uh, on our last tour. And they are special guys. And uh, Chris Jericho is awesome. His guys are just amazing. Um and it's a blessing to go out with them because we put on such a good show together and we're all originally from Atlanta and we know, we know, we know, we know each other. And obviously now we know their people, blah, blah, blah. And it's just going to be an awesome show. It's going to be an awesome bill. And obviously with what he did with wrestling, wrestling there recently, uh, you know, I imagine every show will be sold out. Oh yeah, for sure. Chris, uh, I don't have anything. I just blanked. You did. I cut you off, you poor guy. And then you oh, know, no, it's, not, it's not that you cut me off. It's just I'm I, there's not a lot of sun in here. So there's not a lot of machine. Ah, true, true, true. So. I get like, solar yeah, panel. Yeah. Solar panels <laughs> having <Right>. issues. Yeah. Yeah. So most of this was written during the pandemic then? The new album, yes, yes. We wrote our, we recorded our EP during the pandemic. And then because obviously we had the time, we went straight into writing the new album during the pandemic as well. And that kind of finished towards the conclusion of the pandemic, which is why we called it Ascension. You know, we were ascending out of the depths of hell, basically. And, um, you know, this next album, we're writing an album now. We got back from 40 shows. We did we did the full country and then we did half the country with uh, Alter Bridge and Mammoth WVH and touring was amazing. We got back, we have, you know, festival shows and benefits and stuff we've been playing in the last couple of weeks. We go to Vegas into the month for some radio stuff. Um, but, you know, we're intent on putting out what we hope is an incredible album next year. Obviously, we want to go full international next year. We want to play, obviously, UK. We want to do the rest of Europe. We want to go to Japan, Australia, and South, Central and South America and next year. And so, and obviously, we want to play as much of the United States as much as we can. And so, you know, the album we come up with next, um, you know, we want this to be the coup de grace. We want it to be the our nevermind, our hysteria, you know, our appetite for destruction. How much pressure do you feel? with that in mind none no. none 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 it's it's funny that you say that you know people ask about the sophomore album and all that non can you curse on this show oh yeah yeah, yeah. as people much ask, as you like <laughs> people ask about all that bullshit and i'm just like i'm just like number one we love to fucking play music right right i mean like we love to play and number two and most importantly 
I have an updated lineup and my updated lineup of guys are so fucking hungry to have their own goddamn album right now. They're jumping out of their fucking skin. And so when I gave them the ability to get on the fly track, it was just like, yeah, we'll have it done in three days. I was just like, bullshit. Boom. Three days later, you heard it. That is the track they did. They revamped with my drums in three days down in Miami. And so what I'm telling you is, is we've are, we, we wrote the album is pretty much written from a music standpoint. In fact, they're getting together down in Miami the next couple of days, starting tomorrow, to literally finalize the demos for the for the for the music tracks for the whole album. We have the wow. ten tracks there, and they're fucking amazing. And so they're 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 all they're all you know my my singer and my bassist are twenty eight, my guitarist is twenty two, and basically they're hungry than a motherfucker. And so, you know, I'm just. You know, we we wrote and wrote and wrote the second we got back and they're just like, let's go. And I'm like, fine, let's go. So I'm going to get the demos from them. We'll go get the producer and we'll go to work. But we are not going to work with Sylvia Massey again. That was an amazing experience. And Ascension is doing incredibly and it's going to continue to do incredibly. We might even put out more songs from it. And uh, but, you know, it's time to move on to another stage and we'll 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 move on to another producer and hopefully shock the goddamn world with this one. Nice. Tell me you're excited without telling me you're excited. I know. (laughs) Hey, 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 anytime you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, call me and and I'll invigorate your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Can I have that in writing? (laughs) Yeah. We are about to like enter Mordor stage here in Finland, which means like no fucking sun. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Finland. You're in Finland. Oh, shit. So it's dark. Yeah. Chris is in oh Canada. Bruce is in, in Richmond, New York. And I'm here in Richmond, in, New uh, York. In Virginia. We'll take that. She's Virginia. What, what did I say? Fuck. Ah, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've been to New York like shit. once. I've been to the States <laughs> once. And then you had Trump. And I was like, I ain't bringing my money there. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, pandemic. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty harsh for like the coming months here. So I'm going to take you up on that, Adam. Anytime. I'll give me your personal number this, and this regret it. It. <laughs> it. I don't know if you want to do that, Adam. This is what you, you know, this is what you get. So yeah, anytime you have like a dark interview, just fucking call me. Cool. Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, so hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. We're, we're relentless, by the way. I mean, that's if you ask me about who we are as a band, you know, you wanted my pitch. The answer to your question, the original question, you know, yes, we want to be one of the biggest bands in the world. Yes, we want to do all that. But, you know, that aside, we just love playing music. We're old school. We don't use tracks uh, at all. Uh, when we play, we we love playing acoustic. We love playing heavy. We love playing it all. And, you know, we're just these guys who love music so much. who just want to tour like crazy because we just love playing so much. And we love connecting with people. And we're relentless about it. And so I guess what I could say is, is that if you want to meet the definition of a relentless band, we're it because, you know, we, we've they've let us in the door. They made the mistake of letting us in the door 
And now we're not, you know, I drive our fucking people crazy. And, uh, you know, they want to kill me half the time because I'm just like, let's go. I'm like, like the music industry, let me, you want to know that you want to know the music industry in a nutshell? It's, it's ready, set, wait. <laughs> right. And literally just sit there and wait while we cultivate your career. And I'm like, fuck that shit. You know, what's next? When are we doing it? And what's, you know, I'm thinking 50 steps ahead, a hundred steps ahead. And they're like, well, you know, we'll get back to you. And then the fuck you'll get back to me. You know, obviously we don't have the power yet, all the power yet. So I can't demand things from the higher ups that we work with, but yet, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, they understand that I will drive them crazy until we get it. So, you know, we're going to get to fucking Iceland. Uh, we're definitely coming to, well, we were in Virginia, uh, on our last tour, which was awesome. Uh, we played Tally Ho, Tally Ho theater, uh, wherever that is in Virginia. That's in Leesburg. Leesburg. Yes. Yep. And then where are you? Canada, Canada. I'm in Canada. Uh, there'll be a Canadian tour next year for sure. Uh, but we're working <laughs> on our next headlining tour right now, which should get announced United States headlining tour, uh, which should get announced hopefully in the next couple of weeks. What is it like being out on the road with uh, semi royalty there with Wolfgang? Uh, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. It's awesome. Um, being on tour with Alter Bridge and Mammoth, uh, it's just, I don't know how to put it in words, but, you know, that was our first big tour. So you got to imagine we, we, we show up in Oklahoma for the first show and we walk into this monster venue. You know, it's this monster casino ballroom. And, um, um, you know, we weren't scared. We're, 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 we're aggressive and hungry and we want it all. And so, but we get there and, you know, they pat us on the head, you know, you know, all, the uh, new openers here for the tour, you know, it's like, hello, how are you? Go sit over there. And, <laughs> and you know, that, that's, that's standard if you're going to play with the big dogs. Uh, they're always nice. However, so what happens is, is we have balls bigger than fucking, you know, I don't know what to tell you. And so I challenged my 22 year old guitar phenom before the Alter Bridge Mammoth tour. And I told him, listen, here's what's going to happen. We're playing with two of the best guitarists on the fucking planet, right? Guitar royalty. I said, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to open the fucking opening set of the goddamn tour every night with a monster solo so literally <laughs> and he he looked at me and he was like no <laughs> he was like hell no he called me up and he spent half an hour trying to convince me out of it then i explained why we're doing it and i'll tell you why i said we're doing it and uh i explained to him very candidly i was like listen how many how many people get this position right how many musicians get this position they get to how many badass guitarists like yourself get to open for fucking mammoth for wolfgang and and for tremani right i was like listen when you're a hundred do you want to talk about the 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 nice little intro music we played before the set and then we came on and we played our first song is that how you want to remember this or do you have the stones when you're a hundred years old to go out there and fucking shred like no other and throw down so much so that Wolfgang and Tremonti come out during the fucking tour and they and and they watched him many nights of that fucking tour because he's so fucking good. 
And he had such fucking stones. So you got to imagine the first night of that tour, we walk on the stage in Oklahoma and my guitarist, he, he does a solo to open all of our shows. We do that. That's his trademark. And, and dude, I mean, he's, he's that good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even like kidding. Like the motherfucker, Will, Will James is just stupid. You can look online. He's, he's just, he's just, and he has a big, you know, he's just smiling the whole time. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. That's his thing. I'm like a mean, nasty, vicious motherfucker on stage. And he's just smiling his ass off and just shredding like, like not many people in the world can do. And uh, from that moment on, their crews looking up at us. The bands are kind of peeking their heads out. Who's this? Who's this? So when you ask me about how was it hanging with fucking Wolfgang, I can tell you that it was fucking amazing because we actually hung with Wolfgang after that. We actually got to hang with Tremonti and Miles and the whole fucking bands, the crews, everybody, because they respected the living shit out of us and what we came there to do. That's great. And we were, we were all friends literally after night one. Like it was, it was, you want to talk about a validating moment? That was it, my friend. There were, there were like six, 7,000 people in that room that night. And it was a special evening. And from then on, you know, and then in our next tour, same thing. You get there and Fozzie and Ugly Kid Joe, they're all nice. They're shaking hands. Whipful Crane's so cool. Everything's rad, blah, blah, blah. And then we fucking play. And we don't show up as an opener. There's no fucking opener when we play. If you're going to put us at the front of your bill, we're not the fucking opener. You just happen to have another fucking headliner with you. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So we come to put on a fucking show. And I swear to God, whether you give us 25 minutes like they did, or whether we have a full 45, 15 minutes for a full fucking show, you're getting a fucking concert from us. You know what I mean? There, it's not going to be, we'll play our songs and then limp off. So you're getting the full gamut, no matter what fucking time frame we have to play. Nice. Sorry for the long-winded answer. Oh, no, that's great. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yeah. If you don't have anything else, Chris Arena, I've got the uh, the little fun one-off. We've got a little uh, – Rena can explain it while I'm digging it up. All right. So we, we've been doing this This um, let's get deep into your psyche kind of kind of portion of the show where we show you a picture, and your job is to – First of all, describe the picture because a lot of our listeners are not going to be looking at the pictures through YouTube, but just have the audio. So explain what you see, uh, explain what you think is happening in the picture, and then thirdly, what is going to happen next. So describe the picture, what's happening in the picture, and what's going to happen next. All right, you ready? Uh, I'm ready, but I'm ready. All right, well, there. you're ready. You're ready. Just do it. Just wing it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so what's the wow, picture? <laughs> what is the picture? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it looks like an award show, and we have some sort of Superman wannabe fake person. We have a cop from the 50s, and we have some sort of wackadoo up front who maybe is that strange fucking neighbor that lives down the street from you and they've got some shit ass trophy that was made in about five minutes that was really meant for an athletic event and i'm not actually actually sure what in the hell is up above except a bunch of animals which makes no sense to me other than these people are on fucking drugs and <laughs> and what's gonna happen next uh I think there's going to be some hanky panky and it's going to be fucking really like 
like <laughs> like like Pornhub like uh, homosexual shit. Like it's gonna be nasty. Beautiful. So like, is, I have one word and it's Freud. And I um, mean, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just say exactly. And you know, it's hot. I'm not gonna deny it. But yeah. um, yeah, like above them, just because like maybe you have a problem seeing them. They're the the Superman guy above him has uh elephant's elephant. head. The middle one who looks like actually looks like Freud with a crotch, which is again mm. interesting, has a picture yes. of a pelvis bone. Yes. Above him, right? And then there's yes. something hanging from the pelvis bone, which could be a a drawn penis, but it's still not like, you yeah. know, uh like anatomically correct. It's like an add-on. And then above the 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 police guy, I think that's the stingray. Right? Yes. Yes. How do you think these how does the elephant connect to the Superman? Uh how <laughs> is he hung like one? <laughs> I mean, you know, I I think um yeah, he definitely has some super confidence in his package. I would definitely say that. Yes. Right. Because yes, I, I, I think... would I would like decipher this as a very much a package themed picture. Yes. <laughs> yes i think the guy in the middle he's the one who's confused and that thing above him uh may or may not yeah yeah he feels like he should have a penis but it was just drawn on like you know that it's an add-on like i said and yeah he doesn't feel like his his dick is really a part of his soul or his essence as a man no definitely not he's he's Versus he might, be, me he, might again, be he might be trans it's possible he might yeah that's that's a, that's a problem that's a possibility but how about the cop guy because this is the weirdest penis uh, thingy. the stingray has a slightly like lazy yeah. stingy thing. i'm gonna say the cop is the eunuch uh, the cop is a eunuch. He he doesn't have a penis, and that stingray is flat and you know, blasted. Right. But, yeah. Right. People in the fifties didn't have sex. That's why. <laughs> Everybody knows that, right? You know right. that is it is known that. Well, it's true. like when you watch black and white movies. There's no screwing. You know. Right. True. There is a a very uncomfortable looking kiss where both exactly. parties have their mouths closed. Exactly. There is incredible force, like, you know, shoving those faces together. And I was thinking, like, was that pleasurable in the 50s? No. Because I would imagine no. No. For some reason, no. that was just a... You know, right. Like... But, but what would have been cool, what would be cool, and, and, and if it came out these days, would be like 50s porn. That would be cool. If you saw like Humphrey Bogart and whatever her name was, you know they have the like the, the the plane, they have the plane moment, and then they like go into the plane and get it on. Like that would be a cool, <laughs> that would be a cool movie. I'd watch. I'd watch that too. I totally yes. would. Yes. So, but, but when would Humphrey's stepbrother come in? <laughs> would you know? she be stuck? <laughs> oh help, Humphrey! I'm stuck. Okay. <laughs> But Chris, I'm sorry to say, there probably would have been no squirting. <laughs> is that a thing on the show? I mean, <laughs> you know, my manager didn't tell me any of this shit. This is great. I don't. They they had they had me analyze a photo earlier, and and I 
<laughs> what happened happened. <laughs> Clearly. No, that is okay, not it, it got out of hand immediately because Chris had to start. And it, it yeah, we're not gonna go deep into that. It's an episode to listen to. But yeah, that was a reference joke. Anyway, Adam. Yes. Yeah. Wanna find you? What can you give us your socials? Yes, Pistols at Dawn Band on Facebook, Pistols at Dawn Official on Instagram, Pistols at Dawn Band.com. And and I promise you, if you do follow us, um, we engage like a crazy person. So just comment anytime you like. Uh, we love connecting with people and uh, um, yeah, say hi. Totally. All, all, all he can think about was like, podcast? Is it? Did we just talk about squirting? That's what he was thinking about. Brutally, well. right? I, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm somewhere Gary, else right now. So. I can guarantee you, you've not done a podcast. You poor guy. Squirting. No, no, I did. I haven't, but I'm going to tell my manager and publicist this needs to be in every fucking one of them from now on. <laughs> and I absolutely want the bald head, like sexual, like you know, innuendos, because that shit got me hot. Amazing. Love it. Playing along in the time. Thank you guys. It was lovely meeting you. You have a great tour and enjoy your life. Yeah, any anytime you want us back, just let Shauna know we'll be here. I'll bring the band I'll bring the band next time and they're dirty. Oh yeah. Amazing. All right. (laughs) Later then. See you later, dude. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Mods to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.